0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fabulous episode of Stories Around Azeroth. As always, I am Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, joined by the time traveling gnome himself, beloved this side of Ironforge. It's Mr. Frasley Tastic.
1: How are you this week, my dear friend? I'm doing great. Apparently, I'm the Easter King as well. I mean, yes. The Easter so, King uh- is- yeah raj was saying that on the, on the on the overlay or at least on the on the opening it says easter king on my side
0: ah well, there you go then you are the easter king yes <laughs> um yes uh how have you been doing this week i see you've been dabbling a little bit into classic wow yes
1: i have really been enjoying it because i think what i've been enjoying is the journey i've been enjoying just experiencing things it's making me appreciate what classic had and appreciate even current wow just as just as much like there are parts i'm like i appreciate what goes on with different things so like it it helps me understand um classic and current wow okay that's that's
0: fair enough uh you're playing a no mage still yeah?
1: when i get out on the queues so i am a no mage when i get there (laughs) And then when I can't, I'm an undead rogue. Ah,
0: so you're playing the best of both worlds, I see.
1: Yes. Brilliant stuff. Have you been doing anything else this week, my friend? Uh, outside of WoW, I've been playing a ton of Borderlands 3. Yes, you have, haven't you? That's just come out. Yeah. I basically, from Friday and Saturday, spent both days just playing Borderlands. And today, I almost went back into Borderlands. like, you know what? I need to go back into WoW for a little bit. So I, w- I was in... Uh, Current well beforehand, I ran old uh, war with capo, and I've been doing some more war quests. And then after this, I'm going to do classic. So my mage get in the queue, if not on dead Fair enough. Um, I'm going to presume that you didn't get Mimiron's
0: head since I didn't see a massive explosion on Twitter that uh, after you went into old war. Nope,
1: I-, I I got a cape, but not a. You have got, got
0: to dedicate yourself to the mount farm, Frasley. You've got to you got to find that route. And then you got to dedicate yourself to it. Week in, week out. I'm getting better at ICC. I'm trying to run ICC every week nowadays. Good. That's good. But uh, yes, I mean, otherwise, uh, it's been a standard week for me. I'm 50% of the way through level 68 on the Heart of Azeroth, so two more resets. And, you know, I think we'll be at level 70, so I don't think I'll have it for next week. But the week after, we'll have a fun little story to talk about there nice yeah but i think two resets time is going to be a lot of everything for me two weeks two resets time i'll have the nashdatar meta done as well so that'll be that out the way another mount and otherwise it's just been a standard week uh we're pretty much slowing down on the the weekly raids now i think everybody's pretty much done with it in terms of the guild team yeah it's pretty early like we look back at it we've only we've been in there 10 weeks we've cleared it all already and we're just slowing down on it now and just like Back, calling it a day for the for the patch, which is which is weird. In two weeks' time, I'll have more, even more time because I'll literally just be logging on doing my mount farm, and uh, who knows, I might actually get to level my uh, my tauren warrior over in WoW Classic. Nice, that'd be something. It, cause, and because remember, right, seventy is the last one that that you need. Seventy is the cap on the Heart of Azaroth right now, and I don't think it's going to increase until eight point three. Okay. Which is not going to be till January at this point. I believe at the earliest. Because 8.2.5 will hit probably the beginning of October. Ready for all of the the anniversary stuff in November. So, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if this, um, if this patch has lasted too long. I'm not sure. But um, that's one of the things. I'll tell you where my luck did strike me this week though. Where? I got the mount from the arachnoid harvester nice so in terms of mechagon i'm literally just farming steel singer freezer for the one music disc and then i'm pretty much done on mechagon as well and nice. uh i also got the new midnight horse from uh the legion version of lower Karazan. so that's that's that new undead armored model it's okay yeah red
1: one the- that's the one I, I tried going in, but it was after Legion, and that's when the drop rate went down much. No,
0: the the rate the, the, the dungeons hadn't changed. It's only the raids that change. So the, dun- okay. the dungeons go in there with like a 1 in 100 chance always, but the raids are, are guaranteed in Mythic difficulty, but then when the new expansion launches, uh, then they go down to a, like a 1% chance.
1: Okay. But yeah, that then takes
0: I- me to... 425 on one character
1: nice almost up to the 500 is it 450 or 500 it settles so 400 is the
0: current top one for the mount collections the top achievement i'm trying okay. to get to 450 before the achievement comes in because i've always had that next like it's a personal thing for me like i've always had that next um step ahead yeah. Um before it's come out, but the four hundred I didn't because like the expansion come out, you were trying to get as much done of that and there was less time to really go mount farming. I I tell you, the biggest thing that I'd like to get out of the way is I really want the experiment to drop from Dragon Soul. I'm so sick and tired of going back to Dragon Soul week in, week out. It's it's insane. But yeah, so
1: it's No, go ahead. Soul draining.
0: Yes, it's very soul draining dragon soul draining one would say otherwise it's, as i said it's been a very substandard week for me um n- just normal week in week out stuff i think once i get into Wild WoW classic in a couple of weeks it'll be something I-, I might find time to go do the pet battles this week actually because we had super squirt week over in the eu last week so uh, i leveled up a load of stuff that i needed it's one of those things but yes um There has been some news in the Warcraft front compared to last week where there was not a lot. Uh, A lot of it is still very much classic orientated still. Uh, Classic still is on that high train right now. Uh, There's been quite a fair bit of stuff uh, where it's just clearing up clarification for the most part. So uh, a lot of people are wondering where the Argent Door and Timbermore reps are. They're not available until phase one. So if you want to get to Winter Spring or Moonglade, you've still got to walk through the Timbermore tunnel without the rep for it. Good luck. Um, Dawn, they'll still be neutral with you until phase one rolls around and bits. And you've got to grind that rep up as well, which means a lot of people will be running Stratholme because so I believe they put it a rep into the dungeon there. I'm not 100% sure on that one, though. I can't remember. Um, another piece is that their class quests that take you into Sunken Temple. They're not available until phase four. Interesting. I was unaware of a lot of that, but then I didn't really get into the class quest stuff until
1: way down the line.
0: And I think those class quests are only for about level 40 to 50 as well, so.
1: Which makes sense. They want to get things done. They want to get things ready to go. And and instead of making us wait for a long time for all this stuff, they figured they figure launch with, with what's the most stuff and then really polish it. Because yeah. I've seen an article from uh, Kotaku about how actually a lot of private servers are, are closing down because of Classic. And they're actually impressed that Blizzard fixed things that even private servers could never fix.
0: Uh, chat, uh, for the benefit of those who are listening to the audio podcast down the line. Uh, Twitch chat is uh, talking about the mounts that they've been running as well. And uh, we got... Uh, Ali as well from Dungeon Fables, she's popped in and said uh, she would have thought that class quest would maybe be phase 2 or phase 3. I think that's due to more phase 4 and the raid releases when the class stuff would have come out at that point. I'll be honest, a lot of my memory is now not going back to WoW wiki or WoWpedia and checking that, and I'm literally watching the Bellular patch videos, so which are really interesting to watch, but um, we'll see how they come. I think by the time I get to 60, uh, Phase 4 will probably be out by then, but we'll see. At the moment, just based on what we talked about last week, I'm probably just going to aim to get to 60, uh, hopefully, before BlizzCon rolls around. And, um, you know, if they do decide to give out the benefits and the gifts to those people in retail, I'll take take some free WoW credit, I'll tell you. Me too. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, I think the only other bit of classic news that was interesting this week is that the classic community have gone out and they've built a rough population report between Alliance and Horde. But it's, it's the it's the community side that have done this and it's not due to WoWhead or the devs that have put this information out. So there's an add-on called the Census Classic Plus. It runs in the background while you're playing. It basically uh, executes a slash who. And works out the current players online. And then after you log out the information. You have to autom- you have to submit it manually. But um, because you've got to upload your .lua file. But it's, uh, it's interesting to see what it comes out. Like um, a-, a brief overview when this post went up on Wowhead. Was uh, in terms of the normal population servers on the US. There's 63% alliance, 37% horde. PvP it's the other way. It's more 57% horde, 43% alliance. And then when it comes to RP RP PvP, it's more skewed alliance side. And so, but overall, it works to about a rough 50-50 split over the course of all the the factions. If you look at the bar graph, there are definitely some servers heavily weighted towards one and the other. When it comes to the EU, EU side, it's pretty much the same kind of split. It's when it comes to the language side of things that it really splits down. English, German, and French are very much... A very close 48 52 kind of split but the uh when it comes to the russian there's like a 67 alliance the 33 like horde it's it's really different when it comes to the russian side and it's interesting to see that sort of information but there's got a lot of class distribution race distribution type things as well as expected after the, the beta was open, um, well, not open, but the closed beta was available. There's been a lot of warriors, a lot of mages. Even Priest has a lot, but that's because people were told about the Priest um, priest being best healer, you know? So, yeah. it wouldn't really surprise me that there's a lot of distribution towards that kind of point. What do you think about the population? Uh,
1: do you think it's in, more interesting more than anything else? Yeah, and I think it's it's good to ne- to see that at least right now we're about two weeks out, the population's still there because that was my biggest concern with classic. I think it was everybody's, everybody's people, biggest concern that people want it, but people aren't going to pay for it. And then hearing about the census, seeing he, he the article by could talk about how like people, the only ones that aren't going to private well that aren't going to class classic are the ones who don't want to pay or the computers can't run classic upgraded to current specs but yeah. i am glad i'm glad to see that the looky-loos are seeming to go away but the the, the core community is there and i mean and it, it, even in a way it seems like it's taking people away from retail at least for right now
0: uh, i mean uh, the realm i'm on on eu is definitely about as full as it's ever been uh, a lot of my guild are slowly getting to the thing of playing retail and classic now so, I'm not sure about people in your guild and anything else. But even if you just look at the numbers, and obviously these numbers aren't correct, it's just scanned, and those characters could be alts or anything else, but I mean there's a rough total here of about 4.5 million players across Alliance and Horde on US and EU. That's a that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of paid subs.
1: Will, yeah, and- will
0: this population still be there? I mean, we're coming up to the point where Classic's been available for about a month. I mean, it's going to be... About between this week and the next week, that if we're going to see a population drop off, it's going to happen, because a lot yeah. of people paid early to renew their sub to be able to
1: uh, reserve their name, which I, which, and especially because you can't pay for tokens for game time unless you're paying playing like, well, current,
0: yeah, unless you're playing retail, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's just cheaper to buy like a a normal sub and everything else.
1: Some of the tweets I saw right after BlizzCon when they announced the submodel, because they didn't announce the model in 17, but when they announced it in 18, I saw quite a few that said, oh, I don't want to pay $15 for a 15-year-old game. And that that was concerning. I, mean, I was thinking, oh, what did Blizzard get themselves into? They're, they're An audience that doesn't want to pay for a quality release. But it sounds like people are like, oh, wow, this actually good.
0: I mean when it comes to a quality release you've really got to you've really got to see how that uh, what you determine as quality now day one with the length of queues one would probably say that the quality wasn't there but that's pretty
1: standard of any big blizzard release these days oh yeah and if we're bringing people back from not being subbed i could almost see that the telemetry was like okay here's what it would be and i could see a huge bombarding in the game like Every, more people than than they were doing tests on were, were doing this because they, they didn't want to want to spin up too many servers, but then they didn't spin up enough servers to get in. It'll for, be
0: interesting to see how it goes down the line as the population tails off a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. We we talked about this way back when. Like keeping a lower server population means that, um, if the population does dwindle then the servers are closer knit together because there's less of them now because they've instigated so many servers it'll be interesting if the population is a little bit wider a little bit thinner spread but we'll see as that comes down as i said it's going to be about this week next week that we'll start seeing things about the population dwindle people get into 60 the raids are done people are going to do it they're not going to farm it to oblivion it's not it's not one of those things, I think, unless you've got like the hardcore people that want to stay up to point and be ready for Blackwing Lair and beyond. Because the the biggest thing about the raids in Classic is that until you got to say Anchorage and Nax, like uh, the raids were all decent in terms of getting gear. Like there was stuff that you wanted from Molten Core to be able to do anything else. And even when Anchorage and Nax was around, you still wanted resistance gear. So you went back and the other raids kept their their part in staying relevant. So it's a little bit different to the way the retail raids go, in which case you can just skip most of it in terms of gearing. So, like, uh, I think if a new player came in now, they do the levels or they have BFA and take their jump to 110 and then do the 110 to 120. Uh, you'd skip dungeons completely. If you were lucky and had time walking there, you could use coins to get a level of gear already. Uh, Then you just work your way through Nazjatar. You instantly get a 370 weapon, a 370 armor, which you can thick up to 400 straight away after you do the intro quests. And, you know, then it's just getting pearls. And you can sit there and you can just find a, a group in the group finder. Just get your pearls up just by doing rares. And then you can just get Benthic gear in, in like a couple of days or so. And then you queue into LFR at 370. And you can just work your way up through there. And then if you really feel like you want to push your luck, you can group finder for Mythic Plus and try to get gear that way.
1: Yeah, that is one thing that current WoW has is a lot of places to get gear. And all places mm-hmm. to find groups. Or the Classic, you have to group for stuff. And even there, there is, I'm finding in Classic, and I knew it was going to be there. There's a sort for quests. Like I have to find a group to do certain quests because yeah. there. Now a fun thing with that though, I found one of the things I missed, and I and I and I was hoping I would see this. I grouped with somebody on a Sunday, on a Tuesday in that same zone. Guess who I ran into in a party? Same person. Exactly. And we're like, "Hey, I remember you." And, and, and like, yeah, I had one person that that we. I have not been. I've not messaged them since we grouped on Wednesday. Right. But I. I had them as a friend and all that, and it, so it, so there is that that server community there. Whereas like what what you I mean like these LFRs, the LFG, I'm never gonna see those people ever again probably but because you, of... I mean it it's it's
0: a valid argument what you're saying, but you have to remember that when LFG was a thing, you know we got battle tags slightly later, so the idea with the battle tag system and the lfg was if you found someone you wanted to play with you add them to your battle tag so but the lack of communication that's done in
1: groups is down to people that don't want to talk well and in the, the battle tag's flawed in my opinion because of the limit of battle ta- i only let people have, have a ma- be a battle tank friend if I know them and I have a good report with them because I'm how are, you go- how are you
0: going th- to know them and have a good rapport if you don't speak to them
1: in LFG or LFR? That's true, and and you're right. I I spoke more in Final Fantasy fourteen groups because I would get accommodations. I wanted I hey. it wasn't as much I wanted their approval like like to be friends, but I, there's something I, I wanted from them. I don't. You're right. I don't talk a lot in LFG and LFR, and I talk more in these parties because when I, when I'm in here I'm like oh this is somebody on my server i i i don't want to burn myself yeah but here's an interesting point that you raised i mean in if in retail they added a commendation
0: system do you think you'd talk more there if you did lfr or lfg yes absolutely i i would i i like people's approval
1: i want people to like me
0: so basically what you're saying is that to incentivize communication there has to be a reward I think I am kind of saying that.
1: That's, no, it's, it's a valid point. I mean... Or another um, a consequence that if I don't... If I don't communicate, I do lose something. And like in Final Fantasy XIV, by not communicating, I lose the chance of of getting something.
0: Okay. I mean, you
1: don't lose anything. You just don't get accommodation.
0: I mean, the way Final Fantasy XIV works is that accommodations are most likely going to be given to tanks and healers, regardless of what you do. You know? Not
1: Or... Or the ones who are the DPS who crack jokes during the raids. So.
0: <laughs> is, that what, is that what you managed to do, was it? Good job.
1: <laughs> Quite a few times. I made people laugh, and I made people laugh. So.
0: But, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a good point that you make. And um, it'd be interesting to see if they added a commendation system. It might mean that, especially in LFR, people become less toxic,
1: specifically. Well, and I ran an island today. Mm. And I had, one, I had two party members that were complete... Uh, do you love cursing on this show? Or no cursing? I mean, you've already always ever
0: beeped yourself, my friend, and never had me to do it. So if you want to well, curse, This,
1: this two made me so mad. We had two assholes on this this group. One died, and it's never, ever, ever, ever respawned. Okay. The other was a druid that was stealth and never helping. If I had someone... And I kicked them both. I, I'd kicked kick them both. Okay. But I'm saying that's that they they didn't want to help at all because and i i i realized unless you're listening to this and you know if you are you are an and 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 i but i i there there is that that disposability part even in in our in our grouping i i don't know how to solve that but there is whereas in classic it's not there i
0: think a commendation system would probably work um or at least help alleviate something um I mean, there's not going to... There's never going to be a punishment. That's the problem. Like, the furthest that you get in Final Fantasy the furthest that you get in Warcraft is the fact that there is a punishment if you leave a group. And even then, to the point in Final Fantasy and Warcraft, people abuse it by saying, I'm not going to leave, you have to vote me out because then they don't get the the debuff. You know? So, yeah. there, there are ways for... There are ways for people to abuse it. That's the annoying thing. Um, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to see more accommodation system. But there does have to be higher penalties, I guess, for people that don't want to do anything. Like, if they get vote kicked out for reasons, then there should be a debuff for it to incentivize people to get on with things. Personally... Oh, yeah. when, personally because of the class I now main in a demon hunter, the first thing I do whenever I queue into islands is I look at the health level of everybody. And if I see that they're below in Heroic, if I see that they're below 200k, I'll just be like, just chill with me and I'll kill everything. But I'm pretty cordial in uh, any time I group up and I'm, I always try to move over the Final Fantasy aspect. Whenever I join a random group I'll always say hello. You know, uh, especially in dungeons, before while there's a timer and we're waiting, I always try to have a conversation. P- people don't want to talk, they don't want to talk. I mean, there's nothing you can change. I mean, I, I went through a massive point, especially in Wrath, when they, when they introduced LFG and they stuck the Blue Drake in Oculus as a reward for doing Oculus because everybody kept uh, leaving it. Uh, and I would just run it and I'd, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't talk. I'd just be like, hi. And then just like focus on getting the run done. You know? Yeah. So th- there are times, I mean, everybody has those days where they don't want to
1: talk anyway. Let's be fair here. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> and, and, and I, I think one of, the th- one of the reasons I stream is it forces me to talk more. Now, I mean, not, maybe not to the party. Yeah. But it forces me to be more, more involved with people.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. But anyway, uh, let us move on. There has been a little bit of other news I want to talk about this week. Um, while the PTR is still there, there is more information that's sat there that is uh, encrypted. And we've seen Blizzard get more with this encrypting stuff uh, with like the special mounts they've done and specifically the cinematics. But what Wowhead has managed to determine... Is that there is two cinematics there in the 8.2.5 data. One is at least six minutes long. Now the other thing they've managed to ascertain. Is that the, the biggest things that we're going to get with 8.2.5. Other than the anniversary stuff. Is that there's going to be the end of the war campaign. And there's a few new NPCs and a battle pet that's there. That's going to be in game to try and get as well. Um, it's interesting to talk about. What the cinematics could contain. In the end of the war campaign. With. Because if you want to follow. The leaked information. About what the. The end raid is going to be. And where the direction of the story is. It's rife with speculation. We did a whole episode on this. Before the latest leaks came out. um, And I don't really want to. um, Go into the speculation again. Without it being it's own real episode. really, Because I think there's too much to talk about. But I think it's good. Two cinematics means that I'm going to imagine that they're going to put a lot of stuff into the war campaign. Um, this is the type of... I, I'm hoping it's going to be the sort of stuff that's going to keep us busy over a couple of weeks. I imagine it will probably be from the beginning of October until the end of October. Because then that will lead into BlizzCon and then the 15th anniversary stuff.
1: Well, and Jeremy Fiesel had a tweet out that this revolution will not be mined. So there the, there's like jen and molly Gray brought up a point that that the cinematic could be the the one of the ones that's released that's not in game but i think if they went to the the effort to to encrypt it like this i think it's it's something new it may be in game but it's something
0: oh i th- that... i think they're both going to deal with the war campaign
1: yeah um, so, so that, that's it, what i
0: specifically think i think i i think it's going to be a four-week story is what i'm uh, is what i'm imagining what I'm saying is, is that I fully expect the uh, 8.2.5 to hit retail at the beginning of October. Because that is when that's when um, Artifact Knowledge runs out. We don't get any more increases from the beginning of October. And then that, st- that 8.2.5 story will last all the way through until the, the beginning of November. At which point we have BlizzCon. And then that will start, the kickstart the 15th anniversary. So I imagine we'll have a four week period where they'll uh, time gate some story out.
1: And how cool would it be if if they if they time it right with with BlizzCon where we people finish it up before they leave for BlizzCon? And at BlizzCon they're like, oh, you know that exciting thing that happened? Well, guess what? Here's what's coming next. Oh no, absolutely! I mean, how cool, that would just be like it's such a cool thing for the 15th anniversary to, to time the story that way, and like the, the whole audience is like is like cheering because like I remember when when we saw Battle for Azeroth, we were all like wondering what's going on, what's going on, and like we were we all had these ideas because it was a pretty good wrap-up of uh, like of i'm trying to remember when the timing of it was but but we knew something something big was coming so uh we got the information for bfa
0: before we went to argus wow okay that that isn't Okay, or it was just slightly after Argus. I'd have to go and find the original information on the Sargeras cinematic to be able to tell you when that came out.
1: But Argus was a pretty big reveal too, and and then like then what happened? Argus Argus was a massive reveal.
0: I'm quite sure BFA was um, announced at the opening ceremony, and then there was a what's next panel to say that we're going to Argus. Yes, because that's what I imagine they're doing at BlizzCon this year. It's going to be we'll see a Diablo Four announcement we'll see the overwatch 2 announcement whatever that is whether it's expansion pack or a brand new game and we'll have the um, we'll have the new uh, warcraft expansion announcement and then it will be a what's next panel immediately following that which is what will detail all of 8.3 and then the minute blizzcon ends 8.3 will be on the ptr
1: i'm with ali 8.3 cinematic and then one for the new expansion of the Rise of Numergon. Oh, BlizzCon. That's gonna be
0: yeah, yeah absolutely BlizzCon. Yeah, no, I, I fully. Uh, yeah, no, there'll be there'll be the expansion trailer, and then there'll be a 8.3 trailer. I fully. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think Ali's right on the nose about that one. There's, I, th- I think it's gonna be a very good BlizzCon year. So I'm very envious of everybody that's going. The hype levels that are gonna be there are gonna be off the roof, insane. Yes. Um, so it'll be interesting, at least.
1: Um, and then, yeah, no, go ahead. And then, I then, Wisconsin's also going to be. We're going to hear the what's next for classic. Like, I, I, if they do I the think... same classic panel they did last year, which was really cool, it'd be cool to see what what would go. It'd be it'd be really cool to see like where how things are going, and then what's next for classic. I think have they'll people... have a time frame for the
0: phases It's what
1: I think they do because I
0: think that's the biggest information that people want. Because those people that are specifically. Those people that are specifically subbing for Classic are going to want to know when they want to re up their sub to do another month. But I mean, even uh, by jumping. uh, I did not miss your expansion title. I did not. I just ignored it. Um, And Ali
1: did not say Rise of Number Gun. I just got to put that out different record
0: well you could have just got away with it and blamed her completely you know the only way they could have seen chat is if they watched the vods so
1: i don't want i to be mad at me i always want one, one of my best friends i don't want Allie to be mad at me <laughs>
0: um i think it, they'll definitely have the uh, what's next for classic and it'll be a timeline thing absolutely um because classic until two classic hits nax i mean they're done essentially you know but you know, I mean, all of all of Warcraft came out, I believe, over a twelve month period. So who knows what we'll see. Um, there's one last bit of news, which was Blizzard uh, fully revealed their recruit a friend update. Uh, yes, this was really cool to see. Uh, really interesting. There has been a lot on the fence. Uh, a lot of people on the fence on both sides of this. Uh, for good and for bad, uh, the biggest detractors, obviously, being um, it looks like an archaeology set. Why isn't it tied to archaeology? Because we're getting to the point where archaeology could use a revamp a little bit. Oh, it's not yeah. horrible,
1: but it could use a bit of a revamp. Like we said that last episode, archaeology could go right next to the collections tab, and if it did, yep. I think more people would, would use it. I think people don't know it's there or don't know the cool things, like the toys. I mean, there are things I got to go back in for, for archaeology because there's some cool stuff I can get there. I mean, I, I love doing I haven't spot. touched
0: archaeology all expansion. I might do. Now I've leveled my priest up to 120 last week. So, you know, I've got something I might go and start doing some archaeology because that's where it's all sitting because it used to be the main all the way up until the beginning of this expansion. So that's. So I've got all the professions you have to do. Woohoo! Um. Uh, the good thing is that the Recruiter Friend now is very similar to what Final Fantasy fourteen is. So, yes. you now can recruit a friend from outside uh, of the game. And basically, they'll be tied to the account. And there are rewards based on how long that friend stays subscribed to the game. And it doesn't matter if they take a month off. If they come back and resubscribe, then it adds on back onto the stuff they do. Now, rewards go from all the transmog system to pets to mounts and also to game time for yourself. It mirrors final fantasy pretty much is that's exactly what the final fantasy one does there's a recruiter friend thing and then there is a subscription bonus for how long that player stays they get feathers and they can use those feathers to redeem in-game for everything else now the big difference between the final fantasy subscription system and the wow subscription system is that there's actually benefits for the player for actually being subscribed so long so if you subscribe long on final fantasy you actually get specific transmogs like the first one you get is um you get advent children cloud then you get um you get final fantasy 8 Squall, and you get final fantasy IX Zidane. so you can use those as like their in-game transmog system as well which is really cool now i think it would be cool if we got small transmogs that made us look like Kaothas, you know or you know, the players could get the the cool tier stuff that makes us look like Jaina, or you know, there was stuff that made you look like Arthur's pre-corruption and post-corruption. You know, there's a lot of stuff there that could be even Varian's armor would be pretty cool.
1: Well, and I was thinking, if if you're getting game time for every additional three months after yeah. the, after the twelve months, give you the option. Hey, if you want you can either get game time or we can give you a cash option because it's the same amount of money
0: no i i th- a cash option is is uh, the, the reason you will never get a cash option in something like that is uh, because of uh, legal laws around the world
1: uh, no, i know I, I cash shop so like so like i like, like you you get one of these mounts but but no game time's 30 and the mount's like 25 yeah. I, I i was trying to think of like give you uh, the ability to, to, to get to the cash shop, because you're bringing Blizzard money. I get, yeah, I get that. Um,
0: and as I said, like the reason they won't give you a credit amount is because uh, there are legal laws around the world that they'd have to contend with.
1: Got it, yeah. I can see that. I I do like that it's a link, because I, I used a lot of the refer friend, and I got all of the uh, mounts and pets mm-hmm. that, that, that you could get from the old one and that was a pain because you would have one person click on this the, okay you, you buy a copy you or you got to click the. I mean it was so convoluted I like now you give people a link and they click it I mean it's and and that it's not the you have to then have two months on because I that was it, it was not fun
0: yeah it's it, it's odd I mean each game if you, if you put Final Fantasy and WoW next to each other, each game does something better in a certain way. Like, uh, Warcraft's transmog system is better and more robust than Final Fantasy ones. But the Final Fantasy subscription stuff is uh, better than Warcraft's in a certain point of way. You know, They both cost the same, but there's additional rewards if you subscribe for X amount of months on Final Fantasy. The Recruit Friend stuff is... Pretty much about the same, um, except like they've both got options. Once you get so far, to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, words. Um, uh, i am literally lost for words on this one. Uh they can they're both in a position where after a year that they can add uh that they can add uh stuff down the line for uh uh to in improve yeah incentivize Incentivize is a better yeah, word that's in- the one I was advised yeah um, you can incentivize something for down the line to for further recruit a friend after that first year. Because the biggest problem is that. The biggest problem is that the way that the Blizzards model is built around these days is that a player can literally just set up a, a new game thing, buy a year's worth of subscription, and be done with it. Yeah. You know? And then they have all those rewards straight away. Um it's odd it's weird it's it's interesting how it can work so we'll see what comes of it as i said there is definitely there is definitely stuff that can be good from the new recruiter friend system but there's also the bad stuff where it incentivizes more straight up down payments for it so it's weird um but that's all, all about the recruiter friend. It's interesting. A lot of people dislike the fact that it's archaeology based or looking without being archaeology. Again, this goes back to my point. Like that sort of set mount pet thing could have been better if they did it as a tie-in with the latest Hearthstone expansion. Yeah,
1: and I think the the plus of this one is you can have. It's not not relying on on many friends. It's also not relying on one friend. It, it, it's I do like that it that. If you get people in and they come through you you can get the rewards and then if they keep saying you are going to get game time i mean it it they are gonna i think it's by when they when they get when they laid off a bunch much of their community managers i think this is one way that, that they're going to get people to do grassroots marketing get people coming into the game and the 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 the, the part that might be interesting will be the classic side because Classic won't get the transmog and all that. No, but they will get the the, the game time. Yes.
0: So, but you gotta you I, gotta you gotta remember that that one sub affects both sides of the game. Yeah. Now, oh, I, I, exactly. I, I've even seen I have seen people post on Reddit that they played Classic originally. I mean, this is going go to go onto a point that I made weeks ago, like months ago. You know, people have come back into Classic when they played it 15 years ago. They've come back. And they haven't got as much time as they have before, but they've taken the opportunity to look at what BFA has to offer, and it fits in with more of the casual lifestyle that they have and how they can use it in the game. Now, obviously, there is the other side of that coin where you know you got people calling him out for being more casual than he was 15 years ago and playing the game still. But people, the people uh, grow up, they change, and everything else. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different. But there are people that have gone and praised Blizzard's BFA build, and these are people that stopped playing at the end of Wrath, you know, at the beginning of Cataclysm. Because they jumped in, even as Jin said, people jumped in for the Arthur story, you know, way back when. And that was yeah. the thing that got those people in and got them wanted to play, and-, and then left because they didn't know who Deathwing was, because they jumped in on Warcraft 3, that was their thing they they know what the pandaren are but they thought it was a big joke and everything else and then the game since then has been the game since cataclysm has been about its own ingrown villains and heroes since like through the the written media the actual in-game story and everything else rather than everything that predated world of warcraft that's interesting i mean it's, it's. I mean, with the exception of Sylvanas, uh, obviously, but outside of Sylvanas, everybody else that you look today, a main character that's in World of Warcraft is new, post Cataclysm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it. And it only makes sense because there's only so much you can mine from Warcraft three that people haven't done yet. And, and oh, absolutely. You want, you want exciting. You want new. I mean, part of what we we liked was like jaina arcane ship whoa i mean things that we never would have would have thought in warcraft 3. no you're not wrong it's it will be interesting
0: to see i mean this is why we we mentioned warcraft 4 a long time ago like is it possible that they could turn around and do a warcraft 4. The, the the problem with doing a warcraft 4 in today's day and age is that it would sit in a pocket universe and if they ever do another cataclysm where it changes the world. That Warcraft 4 will now, would then sit into that pocket time. But then we say that with Warcraft 3 Remastered coming around the corner. And that's going to sit in a pre-Cataclysm world. Hell, that sits in a pre-Warcraft world before the maps were finalized.
1: I see why Final Fantasy has all these standalone universes that kind of work, but kind of different. I mean, because otherwise it would be so weird to have to keep all these things straight. Oh, no, absolutely. I completely
0: agree. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, We've got to remember that Warcraft 3 when it comes out uh, is going to have the story slightly updated and changed for the way that their characters behave in the game since then. So, a lot of people are unaware of that and are expecting just a a re-Warcraft 3 experience with specific things. But... I don't know. I I think if they did a Warcraft 4 um it would be i don't think it'd be aimed i mean ali's ali's saying in chat that it would be aimed at um mobile and switch i think it will still be a pc title but it would have a ui that was built for mobile
1: yes and i mean that that's frankly where i was surprised that warfronts when they showed the initial idea for warfronts i could have seen warfronts as you have your, your people on the on the PC. You have some players that are on mobile doing stuff, and and, and maybe well, that was an idea
0: they had. Even if you but, look, even if you look at Warcraft One's UI, that UI would work on mobile. Yeah, and, and, and classic would run on
1: mobile. Maybe are you refer,
0: are you referring to the fact that somebody actually was playing WoW Classic on a mobile
1: phone? Yes, and 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 like that was through the cloud, but. It, it can it can run on, on a modern phone, and especially those iPhone 11s that I don't need any new phones, I'm not upgrading, but those things look amazing. But yeah, you could run it on pretty modern technology. I mean, and we're, we're getting Overwatch on Switch, so... We are. And Overwatch, I think, is more demanding than classic. Literally just,
0: literally just before another Overwatch announcement. It's exactly what they did with Diablo last year. Stuck it on the Switch, and then pe- we got Diablo Immortal as the announcement.
1: Yeah, so, and, uh, and we'll
0: uh, it's good. No, I, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that Overwatch is on all consoles available to them. My problem with the Switch is that the idea is that you're meant to take it on the go and playing on the internet on the Switch is not exactly the best anyway, uh, especially while you're on the go. But we'll see how it goes. Um, we talked a little bit of how the story's changed through the ages. I, I do want to end and uh, I do want the chat to get involved as well. But how? What was your favourite expansion? You've been there since the beginning of Vanilla WoW, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Classic, whatever you want to call it. You've grown up through the Burning Crusade. The you've grown up through Arthas. You've you've seen Deathwing. You've seen Pandaria. We've gone to Draenor, and we've come back and put the Burning Legion again. And now we're fighting the Horde. What has been your best favourite expansion
1: to date? I was playing a lot of it when it was current, but Mists of Pandaria. I love how different it is. I love how they tried a lot. I love the inner turmoil message of the of the expansion. For, the, for that one, there's a lot of cool stuff in Mists that I wish I'd been here for. And and actually, when I left Kata, Mists was was on the horizon. I don't know why I... Oh, life. Life got in the way. I did, I did not make time for WoW at that time, but yeah, I'd, I'd say... Just, I want I want to see more stuff like this. I want to see ch- things that they experiment with. I want to see like little pockets. I mean, one of the reasons I love the Halfway Report is it is it, 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 it's a it's not your your typical Alliance or Horde city. It's this little pocket of society, and and what happens to that, that that pocket. And I'm thinking of around Azeroth, there have to be a bunch of pockets like this, or even other planets that we have not visited and that have not visited but been visited by anybody from Azeroth. I want, I, want, I want new things. I, I mean, Kul'Kirin and Zandalar were kind of there, but people had come in and out from those, so it it didn't feel quite the same way that I think, I think the closest way, closest to the Half-Hill
0: Farm, it was um, oh my, God, Shatrath. Because of Lower City and how that felt, and that felt like a market and everything else, and you had a lot of people crafting down there. And a lot yeah. of people helped, I think that's the closest other time. Since you know, before Pandora and the Half Hill.
1: And Ellie's saying they they loved Wrath with Legion being a close second. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, and Capos says the Burn Crusade for rating and Mop for Story, he had low expectations going into miss and the tale that they were just totally sucked them in. So the way
0: I felt was I was pretty pretty in with Wrath. I took a short break when they released TOTC. But I came back, really enjoyed ICC. And because I'm a big dragon nerd, I was really looking forward to Cataclysm. And Deathwing, because that was the big selling point. So I stayed all the way through, got really into the Twilight storyline and how they wove that. And then I looked forward to Mists. Like, this this is how Blizzard gets me. They get me hype on these pre-release trailers for, for Warcraft and the story. But, you know, I enjoyed... Pandaria and we all enjoyed Warlords for the fact that it was taking us back to Draenor, an alternate version and then everybody liked Legion because it was the return of the Burning Legion I think BFA is the first time I think anybody really felt apathetic going
1: into the expansion I was excited for BFA, I mean I'm still excited for BFA but it, it did feel like it hold it i mean no, i mean i'm enjoying i still play current but yeah there there is something about about bfa that that is a little different i like the hubs in bfa i yeah. I, I think the disjointed nature of bfa is
0: weird it, it definitely it goes back to that point we've talked about a couple of times of how the the story is very disjointed between yes. the two factions um I think that will change in the next expansion. I think Blizzard know where they slipped up. So, with everything that we've seen from leaks and everything else, I think there'll be a big change with how they tell the story going forward.
1: And they caught me in the beginning with, like, I loved the... I, I loved the opening of, like, the tree in Lordaeron taking two cities. I mean, that was cool. I, I was... I was Hoping for a little bit more. Oh, open don't ward. get me wrong.
0: I completely agree. The set pieces through the expansion, like the big set pieces like the fall of Lauderon, the fall of um, Darnassus, Teldrassil, sorry. Those set pieces were good. I remember when I was levelling my horde and I took it through the Battle of the Unders- like the Battle for Lauderon and because as a horde thing, you walk out through that gate and you will see that massive battlefield. I remember that being really, really good. And that really that really got a big wow factor from me. There's not a lot of other times I could walk out somewhere and get a massive wow factor. You
1: know? Yeah, I think my other one was like... Go- I do like how the... Especially on Kulturas the zones seem more connected. I mean, not story-wise, but just the zone's design itself. Going from Guard Sound to Stormsong, I saw the mountains connecting, and like, they they feel distinct. Whereas Legion felt cemented, like, and segmented. Like, you you would go here. It... I didn't feel like I was... I think the closest
0: time you ever feel like that is on flight paths, but the flight paths are specifically there to take you on a scenic route. Yeah. Um... If you ever do the flight point to, I believe it's the top end of High Mountain, like the opposite side of the map from Dalaran, where you fly through Suramar and you go through the, go past the mountains. That that little trip, even to Stormheim, I think it works quite well as well because it's on the other side of the mountain. That trip there is pretty good. Um, yeah. Cap, Capo in the, the chat said, BFA ultimately falls flat because of how long they took to get it right. If you say that, you could say that about any expansion that Blizzard have launched. Um Wrath fell flat because the content was done too quickly. Pandaria fell flat because it took them forever to get the daily quest right that they implemented in, in Wrath and Cataclysm. Cataclysm died on its arse because of the difficulty, and it took the difficulty of the dungeons for them to bring round to getting it right as well. Warlords fell flat because it took them forever to get the garrisons correct and the, the facing system for the garrisons. Uh, and then- Legion fell on its ass because the artifact power system wasn't correctly corro- 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 corroborated. Words. That's not even a right word. I just made up one on the spot. The artifact power system was jank. The, Le- the legendary system was garbage until the end when we were actually able to buy the artifacts that we were missing. And BFA has fallen flat because of that. If you look at any past expansion as a whole... You'll go. You'll get those memories of good expansions. You'll get those feelings of good stories and good times that you've held. Because you're going through BFA on a day-to-day, you know, there are those problems that we see day-to-day. We look fondly back on Legion because we enjoyed the trip with our artifacts, but we forget that the legendaries are crap until the end of the expansion. We look yeah. back on Legion because Argus was really good to end on. Yeah go back to mist the first thing that everybody crapped on because of mist is how they did the daily quest system and how they screwed it up because there and were I wasn't too many there to for, do
1: for mist so all i see was the amazing story in mist i don't see the the weaknesses
0: exactly but it, it's it's one of those things you can't It's hard to say you can't judge an expansion as it's going on. You can. Because that's the only way that Blizzard improves is by being told that their expansion is garbage in specific points of view. Yeah, but when you look back at everything that's previously happened, we judge it on the expansion as a whole. Rather than as it goes on. You know?
1: Well, and and Warlords falls flat because they've They had to totally redesign a ton of of mechanics because of where the game was going for Legion. I mean, and that's where...
0: No, Warlords fell flat because they changed the story direction. Um, We got told... This is the the problem with telling someone where a story is going to go. By telling us what's on the last page before we've read the beginning and the middle, it completely ruins expectations. So when somebody at BlizzCon asked uh, Ian Hasakostas... What's the final boss of Le- of Warlords going to be? And we were told Grom Hellscream. And we get to the end of Legion. And the story pivots into where Gul'dan and the Legion take a step. And they've pivoted that whole story where it's not Grom Hellscream. It's in fact Gul'dan and the Legion. You know, it, it differs. But if you look at Warlords, the best thing Warlords did is it really improved on the raiding scene the raids in warlords are some of the best that we've had for the longest time the story in each of those zones is absolutely brilliant
1: yeah and and warlords brought us what we saw in legion and BFA absolutely of the the, the questing like i love the the questing layout like i i like, like that you clear zones. I, I like the treasures i mean things that they started and, and miss took it into warlords it's fun completing each zone Moving on,
0: no, I'd absolutely agree. But it's Capo saying that no other expansion pack burned him out as fast as BFA. So when he says he, when he says the expansion fell flat, it's what he's speaking at for him. I can see that I felt burnout at the end of um, uh, the first raid. Oh my god, Gahoon. I'm just gonna say Gahoon. So I, I, yes. I, comp- I completely skipped Desara Law and I did it when I returned. Just uh, like about a month before 8.2, and I cleared it all that way. And I did it on my own and everything else. I get that. I think the problem is is that Blizzard is working. Blizzard is at the moment trying to find. Thank you very much, Ali. All oh dear. Um, Blizzard is trying to find an end game system that will keep us going throughout all of the expansion. Now the problem is is that after Legion. And we saw how we threw the artifacts away, essentially, at the end of Legion. We know we're going to do that with the Heart of Azeroth. And we know that's not going to carry us through into the next story. So people aren't attached to the Heart and they're not bothered because they know it's just going in the bin at the end of the expansion. Yeah. So what Blizzard need to do if they want to keep us busy is they need to go back and... I'm going to go back and I'm going to say about the system that I keep harping on about... Giving us changing the achievement system to work account wide and give account wide unlocks, you know, across the board. Other MMOs have achievements, they do that. Other uh, other MMOs, wow, they give rewards for achievements in the game. They do that. Nothing really works on an account wide basis to improve your entire account. And I think. Blizzard would be better off if they gave us more account-based rewards for the stuff that we aim to do on our main characters. Keep the keep the end game to what it has been pre-Legion. Get your gear, do those stories, release the content to keep us going and everything else, you know? But those achievements make those achievements so they're actually worthwhile. In the game for other characters, you know, yeah. if we if we give us the ability to have a flight whistle on our alts, if we've got um, law master and adventurer, like everything explored and everything done in those zones, allow us to use a flight whistle in those things, and allow our alts to be better. Because I guarantee you, if you improve the leveling experience in those certain ways, you know. Extra rep gains and everything else. People will probably be more inclined to level through your game and do that content. The world scales. People aren't going to get punished if they can't finish a own story now. Yeah. There, there, are, there are multiple ways in the game that you can affect an account to level through anything. Because of everything that we've had to do. There's coming up to nine expansions worth of content over 16 years is what it's gonna be you know by the time it comes out next
1: year wow and i guess that's I, I, that, that explains one reason why classic feels less pressure for me because i don't have i don't have to worry about i mean when i, when I think of current wow i think of all the things i still have yet to do no, absolutely of old content
0: but i mean everybody's everybody's asking for a level squish What they failed to realize is that if Blizzard gives us a level squish, the experience to get to those levels is still going to remain the same. From getting to 1 to 120 and 1 to 160, that experience is still going to remain the same that we're going to need to get between those two areas. It's just like the number's different, and therefore people think that it's going to be there. I... I spent two hours on Classic WoW last week and I got two levels between level 10 and level 12. Yeah, that does not feel rewarding for my time that I spend, my limited time that I have available to spend doing it. And that's why I don't do a lot of Classic WoW, because it's not rewarding my time. Whereas if I wanted to go and level a gnome so I get the gnome heritage armor, I know that that two hours spent I could do. What, an average of... If you say an average of a dungeon is about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I could do four to five dungeons an hour if you include the queue. And in those four to five dungeons, I could get four to five levels. Yes. I feel rewarded for my time that I spend. Now, I'm not saying that's anything against anybody that enjoys Classic WoW and the way it does it. But I'm saying that if you're expecting a level squish is going to help how the leveling is because it's got a lower end game number the experience that you're going to need per level is probably going to be higher to the point where it's still going to take you just as long as it does now to get to whatever the level cap is
1: yeah i'm with you i mean it's in our minds we think it's less but it's really not that much less
0: just because the end game is because the end game number is less it's less intimidating to people Turning around to a newer player and saying, "I'd love to help you, but you've got to get to 120 first, and then you can come and play with me," you know, and that's why they're doing this whole party sync thing before you bring it up because I know that's where your brain's going to go. Oh pa- yes, party sync will be a thing.
1: I won't use it. I I'm going to use it because uh, there are times that uh, Michael's getting ahead of me because of all of his he all all of that weed. I mean those herbs that he's, he's <laughs> Jesus. Getting. Um Oh did I tell you that I met a high mage in Classic? No Yes we were in uh, Are you familiar with, with Murder Cave in Westfall? Murder Cave It, it is a, a Cave and I saw this before my eyes Mobs respawn In less than a minute Oh I mean, I mean, like...
0: is it the The cave full of Gnolls and <sighs> And Tobias Yeah the one that's yeah, bang well... in the middle of the map Yes. Not the one on the beach, yeah? Correct, yes, yes. <laughs> Chat is not appreciative of you talk, telling this story, it seems. We'll um, move on, we'll move on. I think we're getting pretty much to the end, of the end of the episode anyway. We've already been going for about an hour and a bit. Um, yeah, I'm hesitant. Um, I'm hesitant how a level squish will be handled. Um, I'm hoping, like, they'll probably, if they are going to announce the level squish, it'll be at BlizzCon with expansion news. As long as somebody asks... As long as somebody asks what the experience level is going to be like. If they turn around and say that the number's reducing, but the experience will remain the same. Like, the time to get from 1 to 60 will be the same as 1 to 120. They fully expect you to to just rinse it through dungeons. And that'll be the time frame. Like, that's, that's... exactly what they'll be aiming for so it'll be interesting to see we've got another month and a half before blizzcon is upon us so we will see how it comes but i think that is going to be the end of this episode of stories around azeroth so mr Frasley, where can they find you around the internet my dear sir
1: you can find me at com, or on twitter at frazzlytastic And you can find me on my main account at Titans
0: Creed. You can find my gaming specific one, which is literally less of my daily babble at Gaming Phoenix. You can find uh, videos such as the vidcast of this podcast at youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. Or you could find this podcast live every Sunday um, at varying times, it seems, because life is just changing every day. Uh, Or you can find me streaming at other times five to seven days a week at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. Thank you very much for watching and or listening this week, ladies and gentlemen. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to my main gnome, Frasley. I hope he's had as much fun talking as I have. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Thank you very much for watching or listening, ladies and gentlemen. We look forward to seeing you next week for another episode of Stories Around Azeroth. And as Mr. Frasley likes to say,
1: until next time, be awesome.
0: Indeed, be awesome. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Safe travels. And we'll see you next time.